been a long day. Grab a beer and sit back. It's time for Brew Talk. Here's Scott Chad and the Brew Doctor himself, Dr. Michael Mosier. Happy Brews Day, everybody. Coming to you live from the Aloe Fiber Studios here in lovely Midtown Greeley, Colorado. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to make that a thing. I swear I'm making that a thing. You're listening to Brew Talk on KFK 1031 and 1310. Um, it's been a long day. Has it been a long week already? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Tuesday. Tuesdays just seem harder than a lot of other days, don't they? No, they, they do. do. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. Um, I think it's a mental thing. A I mental think it block. is because, you know, Monday you're like, oh. I Monday you expect Monday, you know, you're recovering from the weekend. And then it's like, oh, I'm not going to go back to work again. And then Wednesday the week. Oh, hey. It's kind of the hump day. We're yeah, hump day. We're, we're halfway, halfway there. Yeah. Halfway there. Thursdays could be in you know weekend eve yeah well you got See, thursday night football and there you, you go get into friday and well friday, i mean you got monday night football too but that just makes tuesdays even worse it, yeah. it does yep so, i agree i think it's just that there's this you know thing where everybody says oh this work week uh and then you know wednesday has always been worse for me even though they say <laughs> oh it's halfway over no it's not really halfway over and it's not until it's like friday around noon that i go okay hey week, the weekend week, weekend's coming up i can see it soon <laughs> i can see it although i don't know about you doc but in the restaurant business it doesn't really matter no. what day the weekend is <laughs> unless you're closed on a, like unless a, you're closed on, a, on a monday tuesday kind of thing yeah weekends are when we work the har- harder because <laughs> yep. everybody else is off that is so true how's your week been fellas Good. Scott was on assignment last yep, week. Yeah, was in Las Vegas. So, anything exciting to report? Uh, well, you know, one of the guys just reported that AI is on the verge of taking over everything, and that even if we put in a kill switch, AI will convince us not to turn it off, and it will just keep going. So, just be prepared. We've all seen Terminator. We I don't have. Know, I don't know why people are surprised. I know, but uh, isn't that yeah. true though? It was, uh, yeah. So that was that was interesting and fun. And and then yesterday, um, Tesla actually released video of their robot that they call Optimus. Oh, jeez. And it actually could do yoga and it is a humanoid you know shape and it could kind of you know do some reference and do some calibration for its own arms and legs within inside of space and could sort blocks so yeah did it transform into a semi-truck it didn't okay. but i i think that would have been kind <laughs> so of interesting that so would have other, been it would have been much cooler if it did so mm-hmm. the other question is can it coach football uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always a possibility that we can actually just ask chat GPT to say, give us the best 21st place for the Denver Broncos for the next game. There you it go. Could do just as well, if not better than Sean Payton. Well, so. better than I can. That's for sure. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I think we are struggling mightily in that regard. And yeah, it just is sad. Sad time to be a Bronco fan. I don't know if anybody follows Colorado Beer Guy on, on the socials, but he just posted something from chat. GPT about how IPA is made, and it's pretty hilarious. Oh yeah, oh, it has one. it has a kind of dad bod guy with his belly hanging out <laughs> and beer shooting out of his belly button. Oh my gosh, is one of the pictures and oh wow, it's pretty hilarious. So look up Colorado Beer Guy on the socials and hmm. uh, 
And uh, if you want a good laugh on how IPAs are made. Mm. Speaking of IPAs. Yeah. Speaking of IPAs, I brought This is in a nice one we're drinking. Yeah. Mister, uh, our Mr. IPA, um, which is our standard West Coast style IPA, a little sweeter, a mm-hmm. um, little bit smoother than many IPAs, I think. Um, but it goes down real nice. So this is from Rule 105. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I am as well, and we all know that I'm we all know not, that an IPA not an IPA guy, guy I am so enjoying this one, so thank you. We, we've turned Scott to the dark side. I know. I kind of wanted to make an IPA that was, you know, I still kind of want to make one that's like a Lagunitas or a Stone IPA, one of those ones that yeah. just makes you go, <laughs> Why so? <laughs> punch I, you in the face, hops. Punch and, you in the face, make you, you know, the bitter beer face kind of yeah. thing. Um but we settled on one that I think has a little bit more uh, maltiness to it, a little sweeter, so it comes out really nice. Well, let me know when you make that punchy in the face IPA. Okay. I'll be there. I'll be the first in line to. Oh, you're one of those people. I'm one of those guys. Now, right. now I am too. So now there are some that have overdone it that throw hops in a beer just to just to. Yeah, no, no, no that know. wouldn't be. It would be designed that yeah. way. Yeah. But uh, and I've had some of them. I think one of them was. Hoposaurus Rex. I've, oh yeah, I know. And that I can't beer. remember. Was that? It might have been Oscar Blues. I can't remember. Wasn't it there one called Space Dust? Isn't that by yeah. Elysian or something? Yeah, it shows a but, hop that's throwing up. Yeah, and I think the Hoposaurus Rex was a quad IPA. Oh yeah, which was ridiculous. Well, I mean, it was. You know, one sip and your mouth just goes numb. Kind of, <laughs> kind of beer. Sort of like Pliny the Elder. Yeah. 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 Hoposaurus Rex is actually made by McKinsey Brewing Company. Oh. In Eugene, Oregon. I'll be darned. Well, there we go. Yep, there you go. And actually, I've tasted that one, and it's pretty hoppy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, GABF was this last week. Yes, it was. And unfortunately, I don't think any of us got to go. We did not get to go. You I, were in Vegas. I was in Vegas, and we, we were, were busy working. working. <laughs> um but for the second year in a row, Colorado um, upped its metal count. Which is great. Which yeah. is great. So um, it had been down there for a couple of years, but this is the second year in a row. Um, Colorado came away with 40 medals this year. That's awesome. Which I think is great. Yeah. Um, I've got a list here of the Colorado yeah. winners. Some notable ones that I thought were, were interesting. Um, Ratio Built Beer Works out of Denver won a gold in the category of field beers, which... A field beer? What, do you know what a field beer? Um, That's kind of open, so not really. I'll have to look that up. So it, it, most of the field beers... Are they farmhouse style? They're farmhouse style, but they have some kind of vegetable in them. Oh, okay. So they won a gold with the King of Carrot Flowers, which hmm. is a carrot elderberry flower... Saison. I'll be darned. Which I have not tried, but I've heard nothing but wonderful things. <laughs> and I, a, a carrot beer seems a little. I've had a carrot Interesting beer. to me. I don't know that I. <laughs> it's one that I would pick right. If I saw a carrot beer on a menu, it's not one I would jump no. to right away. But I've had a carrot beer before. Um, I don't remember who made it, but it, it was actually not bad. It just, the, you know, think of carrot juice as the, like one of the main juices that you can drink. Uh, in the morning, if you're thinking about something, and you just flavor it with a little bit of fruit juice, and next thing you know, it tastes like the fruit juice. So it yeah. has kind of like this sweet, neutral flavor. Yeah. So 
Huh, that'd be interesting to taste that. The silver medal in that was a cucumber crush from Ten Barrel out of Bend. Yeah, I've had yeah. that one before. Um, so that's what, I guess that's what field beers are. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw some Colorado breweries that we expect to win. I think Left Hand Sawtooth won a gold again. Again. In, their, in the um, English-style mild or English-style bitter. Um, so, I, you know, I've seen that beer called so many things, mm-hmm. from an amber to an ESB to a to a mild. So, again, they won. Um, Bristol Brewing won in the Scottish Red category, a silver, for their Laughing Lab, which has been around forever. Mm-hmm. It's a great beer. Um, great beer. Um, so those are some that we expected. Um, some that I thought were interesting, there's a small brewery in winter park called hideaway that won um let's see they won a silver in the strong beer category with their skate juice um which is a oh it might lost my notes on what kind of beer it was but they won a silver medal a smaller brewery there's also a casino brew pub in central city that won a silver medal in the american sour ale and the uh, it's Dostal D O S T A L Alley Brew Pub. Um, they have a Sour House project. Sour is spelled S A U E R, and they won a, a, a silver, um, which you know that's pretty cool. I didn't know there was a brew pub in a casino in Central City. Nor did I. Nor did I. And here we go. They're winning a, a medal in. <laughs> And now, in, at the GABF. And now we all need to go check it and out. And now we all need to go check it out. <laughs> Road trip. Road stop trip. Stop at ratio on the way down. There, there we go. And we, we'll get a, a king, of car- or what, king of carrot flowers. <laughs> um, Blue Moon won a silver in the wood and barrel-aged beer with a barrel-aged Maybach. Oh. I did not know that they made that. I didn't beer. either. I don't know that anybody knows that Blue Moon does anything besides their... You know their signa- their flagship, their right. signature. They always. I've seen Blue Moon do a couple different flavor releases. You know, you were talking about the field beer that has got vegetables in it. I've yeah. seen him do things with like a blood orange, or I've seen him do with like a lemon or some other stuff. So I've seen them kind of just variations, yeah, off just there. variations of their Blue Moon, but nothing like what you're talking about. So yeah, they <laughs> had a barrel aged Maybach that won a silver. Um. Westbound and Down, which is in Idaho Springs, Idaho Springs, and they also have a uh, tab room in Lafayette. um, Won three medals this year. Wow! Um, What the one of the most interesting was in the West Coast style IPA, which is had the most entries of any category. There were three hundred and one entries. They won a gold for their Westbound Select. Wow. Which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. You know, that's a tough category to win a gold in. It's a tough to win anything yeah. in. Yeah. Um, they also won a silver in the New Zealand, New Zealand IPA category. So two, I, two of their IPAs um, won medals. And then they won a bronze in the American Cream Ale style. So. Huh. They have, because I always try a Hefeweizen every time it's from anybody, but they have one of my favorites as well. So uh, And it's not always available. So if I'm ever up there, I ask, and if it's available, we'll have one. And then if I can get any crawlers, I always get them to go because it's really good. But yeah. yeah. That's one of the breweries that I've heard so many good things about. Mm-hmm. 
I've had, I've tried a beer or two that were on tap at different bars around, but I've never actually got to make it to the brewery yet. Yeah, that's a field taste- trip I need to get to. Huh. The tasting room is really great because it's actually, and I probably am not going to get this exactly right, but a portion of it is a very historic building and they actually have a photo of the bar that you have on what would be, if I've got my directions right, on the east side of it. Okay. Um, like old school, you know, 1800s, and there's a photo in there, and I swear it's like a photo of Billy the Kid and all these other people at this bar that they have actually restored and they're currently using inside. And so, like, when you first enter in, it's, it's fairly modern. It looks very, you know, lots of good seating and lots of space in there. But as as you work your way to the east inside the the room and you go past kind of the restrooms and then their kitchen and everything else, there's this other little tucked away bar area that is just this really old bar. And they've got some historical photos to go along with it. It's really That's cool. That's great. Makes yeah. you wonder if the guy who started that saloon way back in whatever, 1870s or so, <laughs> was thinking, this bar is going to last forever. Yeah, I doubt he did. <laughs> but it looks really cool. And it was a lot of fun to sit at and That's belly up cool. and have a bar or have a beer. That's awesome. And a cocktail. So That's yeah. great. Uh, a couple last-minute notables. Um, Coopersmith Brewing won gold in the Pro-Am competition with She Fancies Herself a Little Bit French, which was a Saison, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, brewed with Mark Pinnock out of Fort Collins. And then Wibby Brewing, which is a great brewery in Longmont, yep. um, won Best or Brewery of the Year for... Breweries that brew 5,000 to 15,000 barrels a year. So mid-size, I guess, Mm -hmm. would be the brewery category for that. So... Um, and they won a few other medals too. They did. They they, they, they won. They won um, a and, couple medals in a couple different categories too. In so. order to get that um, best brewery of the year, you have to win in a couple different categories. Oh, gotcha. So they, you, know, you just don't get that. It's one a clarifier. Like, yeah, gotcha. It's, it's like, hey, you won so many medals in these categories. So, so hey, you're a great brewery. You're now. a great brewery. Well, and I don't know if I mentioned to you guys, but. A few weeks ago, I was at the Rockies game and got to go to their little brew fest, and mm-hmm. Wibby was one of the beers that was there, and they do kind of a, a People's Choice Award that you vote for your favorite brewer, and whoever wins actually gets selected to be kind of the craft beer for the Colorado Rockies for the upcoming season, and Wibby actually won that competition as well. So they will be a featured craft brewer at Coors Field next year. That's That's nice. awesome. Yeah. What a bone. I don't know that I've had a, a beer from Wibby that I don't like. So if you haven't made yeah. the trip to Wibby in yeah. Longmont, do so. Well, it's well worth a trip. I think ever since they opened, people have been saying, wow, these are good. Yeah. And they specialize in lagers, which is, mm-hmm. you know, all every beer they brew is a lager. So that's a little different than a lot of different mm-hmm. breweries. So mm-hmm. A lot, you know, clean flavors and stuff like that. Definitely yeah. a brewery worth checking out if you yeah. haven't already. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk more beer. You're listening to Brew Talk on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to Brew Talk, coming to you live from the Aloe Fiber Studios in lovely Midtown Greeley, Colorado. We just talked about GBF. Yeah, we did. Quite a bit. <laughs> Quite a bit. Um, lots of information. But it's still Oktoberfest it season. Yep. It is. 
It is. And we've got, in matter of fact, this weekend, Greeley's Octobrew Fest is coming up, which is a always a fun event. Yeah. It goes on Friday night and all day Saturday. That's correct. Doc, you're pouring out yeah, there. Yeah, we're pouring out there. We're really excited about it. Uh, we're going to have three beers on tap and uh, hopefully uh, all German styles. And hopefully everybody gets a chance to come on down and try some beer. Yeah, it's in, you know, at Lincoln Park, I actually was downtown yesterday and saw they already getting the cones put up getting the cones put up in that yeah. space everything set up getting it going so yeah it's a great event was there last year i actually poured for 477 they're not a beer but they you know hey you know, you know hey, not you everybody know, drinks beer on. and yeah. it's not just about the beer and yeah. alcohol there's tons of good food oh my gosh lots of, lots of good music, music and yeah. yeah music and the food and just and even some of the crafts and i know that the vip experience you kind of get one of the cool steins that they do every year and those are fun to collect yeah yeah and there's uh beers that are kind of specialty yep. ones in the vip tent mm-hmm. uh, we've got two that are going into that tent nice. too so um we're really stoked about this. This is one of the, the best things that uh, happens in Greeley at the end of September, for sure. I agree. I think it's always a great event. We always have a good time to hit yep. it out there. And, and as long as it doesn't snow. That's right. I think we're going to be on Which track. I think we're okay. It seems like... We're getting colder next week, so you yeah. never know. So I think we'll be fine this week. We've got those cool nights, but it's still very nice and warm during the days mm-hmm. right now. So Perfect beer drinking weather. Perfect beer drinking weather. And brought eating and listening to good music. So I'm, I'm like I say, I'm really so excited about all this. Yeah. So. Um, speaking of Oktoberfest, we've all seen the videos of the, the waitresses <laughs> at the official Oktoberfest festival in, in Germany mm-hmm. where they're carrying those giant steins of beer. Doc came across something that yeah, uh, there's somebody's a, gone viral for carrying more than usual. Yeah, there's a, a woman. Her name is Verena um, Angermeyer, I think is her last name. And uh, she's got a TikTok of her carrying 13 steins of beer, which weigh a total of 65 pounds. So that's 13 liters. 13 liters of beer. And carrying it through the crowd around, you know, making sure she doesn't bump into anybody and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, dropping it at the table and passing out the beers to everybody. Wow. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, that's kind of tough to do. Yeah. Um, Even if you were, like, on a field with, you know, perfectly flat ground and just carrying it from one table to the next. But here, you know, you've got to navigate as you're going. So, Well, you got to think... This is a festival that has hundreds of thousands of people attending. Yeah. So she's not doing this just one time, I, no. I imagine. She's, they're all, all those servers and waitresses are doing it multiple times throughout the, their shifts. And apparently she's even gotten uh, marriage proposals for doing this because uh, some people are saying, hey, my, girl can't eat, my girlfriend doesn't even bring me one beer, uh, that kind of thing. So I've, even, I've seen dogs trained to bring yeah, beers. I know. Right? But what were you saying, Doc, during the break? That's 65 pounds. 65 pounds, So yeah. between the glass and the beer, literally carrying, navigating 65 pounds in all of the – I'm sitting there trying to do the math going, that's six – Six in one hand and seven in the other, and you're kind of using kind them to of stack. They're, like, they're actually uh, sh- the the picture they show. She has like eight on one layer, and then oh my gosh! Like, so it's a tray. It's not no 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 no. no, no. no. Oh no, there's no tray. She's holding them by the handles. by the handles. by the handles, and, and then they're stacked a, on wow. top of that layer. There's more, and then on top of that layer, there's, there's a, a couple another more. One. My gosh! So three liter mugs 
high and is grasping yes. all those together. Okay, that so is sixty-five pounds. Yeah, may not sound like a lot to somebody, but when you think about oh, yeah. it's all these liter glass mugs. Yeah. Steins, Steins, mm-hmm. filled with beer, and you've got to get them to the table without spilling the beer. And you got to keep them level I so they don't spill. Say, yeah, right? you have this thing called physics. Yes. <laughs> so the and, and gravity and, that is now taking place. And I think we've all things. seen the the contest sometimes where oh. you they fill a beer. Yeah. Yeah. The Stein, a Stein hoisting where you hold it, hold it, it out. Mm-hmm. And that's just one. Yeah. And that's just one. That she only carried weighs, thirteen. Yeah. That yeah. only weighs like five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people can't hold that for your even like a minute, minute and a half. That's without crazy. Without dropping it. And she's got to hold it out like that mm-hmm. for multiple minutes yeah. to get it to where it needs to go. What kind of Impressive. training regiment do you think she goes through in the off season? <laughs> Lots I'm, of curls. Lots, Lots of curls. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Lots of curls. <laughs> So, yeah. That's that's crazy. That's incredible. I know. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, that, that just this Oktoberfest is all about drinking beer. No, there's a lot of other stuff going on there, yeah. too, that's kind of interesting to look at. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. That is that is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> kudos to her. Absolutely kudos all, to her. All while wearing the appropriate uh, costumes of yes. the event. Which is a traditional German dress. I don't know. Not lederhosen for women. No. Lederhosen are the men, right? Right. Right. Well, this and the, you said it, the St. Polly girl look. St. Polly girl look. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The blue and white checkered kind of yeah. short skirt with the, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you, either of you ever tried to put on a pair of traditional lederhosen? I have not. They're not no. very comfortable. So you have? I have. I, I had a, a German friend who I, I worked with that uh, uh, had a pair of lederhosen that he, he wore quite often and enjoyed wearing them um but it, it's like Aren't i'm kind of a bigger guy <laughs> and uh it's it's trying to squeeze a big guy into leather pants that aren't forgiving forgiving mm-hmm. or aren't like the rock and roll style leather pants they're more just like the i don't know leather shoe or but they're not like, like a moccasin wouldn't you I think don't know. they'd fit like an overhaul or overall or something? Yeah, but like you know, you still got to kind of squeeze in that huh. that bottom short. I mean, there's not a whole lot of short there, but you still got to try and squeeze in that. So, I hope everybody out there has got a visual of Chad trying to squeeze himself into <laughs> so, a set of later hosen. Yep, two hundred and fifty pound guy trying to squeeze into a, a pair of leather shorts overalls. We will uh, try to get the video and post it later. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in your mind. And it's not just suspenders that you can, like, remove. The suspenders are kind of, like, no. built in. Yes. So it's not click and undo really quick. It's uh, interesting. Yes. That's very Anyway, enough about that. Let's take yeah. another quick break here. When we come back, we've got a nice beer to, re- to review that uh, kind of goes along with uh, what we've just been talking about. Stick around. Is that foreshadowing? Foreshadowing. <laughs> Welcome back to Brew Talk. Just realizing I must have been fairly animated in my last conversation. Because I've spilled beer all over myself. What? Oh, no. 
Is it all uh, from the man down under? The beer is spilled all down down under on my shorts and my shirt. This is a PG show. This is yes, (laughs) not that down under. (laughs) Any who's it? Well, we are men at work. We are men at work, definitely. And it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to drink this beer, tell you about it, and then uh, rate it somehow. Um, we've got a An Oktoberfest Fest. beer that we're going to review today. Uh, Scott, tell us about it. You know, it was it kind of caught my eye because it's spelled like we spell October with a C and not a K, which is unusual yes. for Oktoberfest. It really is. But this actually comes to us from Bell's Brewing. Which is out of Comstock, Michigan. Michigan, boy, that's easy for me to say. <laughs> um, but you know, they started in the late '80s, and actually, this gentleman by the name of Larry Bell went to Kalamazoo College, was a home brewer, <clears throat> and he actually started by opening up a homebrew shop in Kalamazoo, hmm. and individuals would come into his shop and would buy a product, but also wanted to try his beer. And so he actually began brewing commercially in a 15-gallon soup pot and opened Kalamazoo Brewing, which Jeez. sold its first beer September 19th in 1985. And so that was really where he kind of started doing um, as an homage to, you know, kind of the Great Lakes in the area he was at. He created this beer called Third Coast Beer. Mm-hmm. And it really took hold in the U.S. in the in the mid to late '80s, and then Third Coast Beer went on to be Larry's li- went into Larry's library in 2017, which is what talks about it. And then, you know, they literally were brewing beers in the late '80s. They did stouts, they did porters, they did their best brown ale, they did a cherry stout, and they've just kind of worked through this all through their history, and didn't stop distribute didn't start distributing until like 1989. And then actually started expanding outside of Wisconsin or Michigan and Wisconsin area. And so they've just, you know, kind of grown from there. And they are doing an Oktoberfest. And I thought it's Oktoberfest season. We should check Let's this out. Let's give it a try. Yeah. yeah. I, I've had several Bell's right. beers before. They're lighthearted IPAs. Lighthearted IPA is one that I've had several times that I enjoy. Um, but I've not had their Oktoberfests before, and uh, so far um, I'm kind of liking what I'm tasting. Yeah, they. Have, oh, I forgot they also have that two-hearted IPA too. Oh yeah, two-hearted. Yeah, yeah. It's got a picture of a trout on the. Yeah, on that's the right. Yeah. yeah. So um, this one is kind of interesting, it, uh, and I'm using that word in an interesting fashion because <laughs> interesting, interesting, is not and interesting. Word here. Um, it, it does pour as a nice. Uh, orangish yep. kind of amber color. Uh, Matches the packaging quite well. Yep. Uh, the head is kind of fleeting. It's mm-hmm. not as thick and rich as you might anticipate. Mm-hmm. The nose was uh, really kind of what I will call interesting, for lack of a better word. I um, thought it I was a little roastier yeah, I than I anticipated from a Martin. It's kind of hard for me to put my finger on it, too. Yeah. So... I'll let somebody else talk while I take another sip. I'm on to third. The nose, to me, when I first smelt it, it it was something reminiscent more of a brown or a porter than, you know, a Martzen. So there's that maltiness there, but there was a a roastiness that I wasn't quite expecting. 
Um, but when I when I took that first sip, it didn't quite give that roastiness. I mean, there's, the maltiness is there, mm-hmm. but it's it, and it's, it's a little a, bit sweet. It's a different kind of maltiness. It is. Though. It's and I can't. I'm, I'm with you. I can't quite. I can't figure out. My finger on is it. it it's in between that roasty and sweet. So the the sweetness of the malts and the roastiness on the nose, I don't know if that's throwing me off or 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 what it is, but but you're right. It is kind of sweet. It's there's no sour notes in here at all. No. Um it's more sweet. Um it's not cloying. It's not overly sweet, but it's definitely doesn't finish dry. No. Um there's a little tiny bit of a uh, hop bite at the end. And um, I'm just thinking that the hop balance isn't 100% on point here. Yeah. Um, But that could be what they were going for is a little sweeter of a beer uh, with a maltier nose. Yeah. um, And a maltier flavor. Um, It doesn't taste thin. There's a lot of mouthfeel in there. There's a lot of mouthfeel. Five and a half percent. Five and a half. I was just going to say. And on their website... Their info about the beer, I did find they first started doing this in 2006. So this okay. is, you know, it hasn't been around for hundreds newer. of years. It's a newer Oktoberfest. But they say that their beer is with herbal op aromas, hop aromas. Um, this balanced amber lager focuses on lightly toasted malt that lends body without too much sweetness. And I think, Doc, that reinforces what you just talked about. It, there's got a little bit of sweetness in it, but not too much. At least that's what they talk about. And... It's water, malt, hops, lager yeast. And so it's another one of the lagers that we talked about. And Follows the Rhine Heights Gebot. Yep. And uh, IBUs is 24, and their original gravity is 1.057. So 57, yeah. I'd say it's a little more than lightly roasted. Yeah. Just it based off like the a, aroma uh-huh. for me. And to me, it finishes pretty high. 57, I'll figure out what it finishes at. But to me, it tastes like it's very... Uh, um, it it's not dry. It, it's it's no. a little it's a little bit more sweet than I would have anticipated yeah. being for an I mean, It's definitely a, a malty finish yeah. for sure. Right. I like it, and I'm enjoying the fact that it's got some flavor profiles in it that are, in my mind, a little bit complex. You're not quite sure. No, I agree. What yeah. you're getting, and but it tastes really tastes really seasonal. Sure. And kind of has that Oktoberfest feel to me, although it's not. And I think that's where Doc was talking about the heaviness. It's not heavy. And so no, some of the all. Oktoberfest beers that I've had can be really heavy. And it's it's almost like you're chewing your beer through and you're slogging through it. And this one definitely isn't it. I'm, I'm right there with you. I like that it's 5.5%, which yeah. is right where I think a Martzen should be. Mm-hmm. There's some that are upwards of 6 and over 6 um, which I think is a little higher than I like. I like the maltiness of it, yeah, because um, that's what I like from the Martzens. But uh, and and because I'm saying it's it's more roasted than I'm used to, yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's right. just it's something right. different mm-hmm. that you know I didn't quite expect when I first right. tasted the beer. Right. And I Nor did, did I. I just did the calculation, and it does finish kind of high. So there, it's coming out at one point. Uh, 015 as the finishing gravity, which okay. is that's that's very sweet for uh, yeah. uh, for many beers, uh, uh-huh. especially when the alcohol is only five five. Yeah, so um, which is to me why I think it kind of is a little it's bordering on cloyingly sweet. Yeah, so good word, <laughs> good word. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean. I um, do. Yes. For I me, though, cloying uh, uh, for everybody, cloying is a different definition, right? It's not like syrup, right? And it, but it's right. it's not like it's not like water. you're drinking. No. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it tastes a little sweeter than I would prefer for mm-hmm. an Oktoberfest. So. I'm trying not to give away what I'm going to give it. Sure. Well, and um, I think for me, I'm probably on the opposite end of the spectrum, and I'm you like a little bit of I'm sweetness. appreciating the sweetness because the the standard Oktoberfest is a little bit, you know, it's a little bit drier. It's a little mm-hmm. bit it's it's less sweet. It's you know the malt is a little bit subdued in that regard, and I'm enjoying this a little bit more than I would some of the other yeah. Oktoberfests. Not to give away what I'm going to score. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's cool. But yeah, but I totally understand. I mean, there are yeah. people that like their Oktoberfest to finish dry. Yeah, there are people that like it to finish sweet, mm-hmm. and there are people that like it to be halfway in between the two. Yeah. And uh, and there are different Oktoberfests out there for everybody's mm-hmm. taste buds. Which yeah. is the there are best people part that like that very traditional, correct mm-hmm. German style Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. You would want it a little bit more on the drier side, right? Absolutely. And I see that, and normally individuals who are, uh, if we want to call the Oktoberfest purist, would feel like this isn't really in that space because it needs to be dry. Well, but this is, don't forget, made in America. That's why it's a the C yep. for Oktoberfest. I love that. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? So. And I appreciate that acknowledgement <laughs> that they're providing there. It's sort of like, this is an Oktoberfest beer, but it's an American Oktoberfest beer. Right. So don't. Don't get too fixated on the German on the German of style. So, yeah, right? and yeah. so I, this is I inspired like by inspired. I like that. Yeah, and, and if we if we grade it just on the in what the beer tastes like, that might be a different score than if sure. we grade it up based upon the fact that they say yeah. it's a Meritzen, mm-hmm. right, or an Oktoberfest yeah. beer. Agreed. So. Interesting. Like, Interesting. See, everybody's saying that <laughs> word like now that. after you get done. Like yeah, that. absolutely. <laughs> I think this is a very interesting beer. Mm. Find out how interesting when we come back from this quick break. You'll find out what our score is, and uh, we'll wrap this show up. Stick around. Welcome back to Brew Talk, and the air drums are flying. I know. What's going to happen when it's Toto instead? <laughs> I, I know enough to know the difference between Rush and Toto, and I will not air drum Toto. <laughs> I won't. I just won't do it. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Nope. All right. We were just <laughs> sampling uh, Bell's Brewing Oktoberfest, uh, Martin. Um, final thoughts, or should we just throw scores out? I'm ready for a score. I'm ready to score as well. I'm ready to score as well. So on the count of three, one, two, three. I got a growler. I got a growler. I got a tulip. A tulip. A Ooh, tulip. Wow. Quite the swing. Yeah. That's interesting. But two growlers, I think, makes it, makes it, brew, it talk brew, brew talk approved. Mm, beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, Doc. Yeah. Um, Talk it's, to us about it's your just to me. Tulip. It's a little bit too sweet for what I want in a festival beer. I, I want mm-hmm. it a little drier. Okay, um, the flavor and the aro- the aroma is kind of like 
I'm going, what the heck's going on here? And uh, then they don't match. Yeah. And then when I'm uh, finishing the sip, it's just not finishing. The way you want it to finish. It's staying on my tongue going, hey, I'm still sweet. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 you should be done by now. (laughs) Um, So for me, I'd be happy to drink a tulip, but really not interested in taking any home. Yeah, sure. Now I'm curious because Mm -hmm. one of the things we've talked about on multiple occasions is that sometimes the category of the beer has a lot to do with what you're expecting and what you're anticipating. Well, this is outside this is of the category. A, okay. It's just, uh, for know. me, the the sweeter the beer, the more I think it should be like 8 or 9 or 10%, oh, and it should be gotcha. a lot more roasty, a lot more flavor, a lot more coffee and chocolate and stuff like that in uh-huh. it. More of a sipping beer. But an Oktoberfest, as the name implies, mm-hmm. is supposed to be one of those beers that I should walk around and have a few, have a few, and, and go, down. "Wow, did you see that waitress come by with 13, <laughs> 13 beers in her hand? That That's amazing, stuff. right?" And this one's making me uh, think, "No, I need a candy bar or something to kind of like dull down the sweetness hmm. or something like that." Sure. See, I think the interesting parts of this beer is what made me go with a growler. Yeah, me too. Because it's not exactly what I expect from a normal Oktoberfest or Martzen. It is, but I, but I kind of liked that. Hmm. That's and, cool. You know, and I was, you know, when I first smelled the beer, I was like, hmm, that's not the mm-hmm. the aroma that I anticipated yeah, no. at all from this beer. But I, I kind of enjoyed the interesting parts of it. I and I did as well. The nose of it is a little bit I don't want to say misleading. I think yeah. it's misleading if you're expecting a, a standard Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. It definitely is. But the flavor profile and the finish I think kind of align with what you're getting from the nose, which I also appreciate. And that, you know, to Doc's point, the sweetness is something that I really enjoyed as opposed to right. was turned away from. I like sweet stuff. I Hmm. Yeah, and I'm just the opposite. Be, yeah. You know, uh, my wife and I have always said this. If we were stranded on a deserted island, there was a bag of, of uh, chocolate chips and a bag of potato chips, we wouldn't fight over who <laughs> ate which one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and so I prefer something that finishes when I'm done drinking it. Sure. Yeah. Um, rather than something that's kind of like going, hey, you remember me? Yep. I totally get that. So. And maybe that might be why, too, I enjoyed it because I've, I've got a bit of sweet tooth. Yeah. And uh, but I also like potato chips. So. I do too. I Th- that'd like be a battle. Yeah, that would be. I'd be. I like, think that's I an both. interesting. Co- so a little bit of chips, a little bit of yeah, see, bit of chocolate me, chips. I would just eat the potato chips. Just eat the potato chips and, and leave the chocolate chips I alone. Care less whether or not you have a chocolate or not. <laughs> see, and I would want to mix the two I, exactly. And just a handful right? of both simultaneously. It's like, like that salted yeah. caramel. Well, you're one of those that puts. M and M's in your popcorn. Oh huh? well, I don't milk put M and M's in my popcorn. Milk duds. Milk duds. I, uh, oh, that's I, interesting. It's certainly like a good trail mix where you've got, you know, the pretzels, the pretzels and the M and M's. It's like those I, are great. I can't yeah. do that. It's too sweet for oh, me. Oh, I love mm. it. It's so good. Isn't that yeah. weird. Well, that's just different taste buds. It is. Different taste. I'm glad I mean, it still it, made it into a Brew Talk approved. Yeah, because I think it's a good beer. Yeah, but for I me, it too. just was a little too sweet for yeah, me. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's, I mean, beer in general. I mean, what you like is not necessarily oh, what I like yeah, and not sure. necessarily what Scott likes. Definitely. And definitely not what Micah likes. <laughs> right. Yeah, we um, all know what Micah likes, and it's <laughs> not beer. It's not alcohol, so that's all right. It that's is right. Mountain Dew. It is Mountain Dew. And there is a hard Mountain Dew. And potato Dew, pizza. So. And we're going to get some of those. And potato pizza. Yeah, we and we're going to get him a potato pizza. Should we review? Some uh, hard Mountain a Dew. A hard Mountain Dew. Well, that, might be, that might be something we need to do. And get Micah involved oh, a little bit. It could bit. be. My, so my youngest son, Hunter, he just turned 22. And for his 21st birthday, I actually ordered him a 12-pack of the hard Mountain Dew seltzer because he loves Mountain Dew. Yeah. And he enjoyed it. And we've just heard that there's a couple places here in Greeley that now offer it. And there's there's either three or four different flavors of the hard Mountain Dew. It's not really a beer. Yeah. Um, and is it more seltzer or is it more it's, it's not really, really a seltzer? More, no, it's, it's like an alcohol pop. It is. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's like a Mountain Dew that's got alcohol in it. And oh. so um, I'm not as big a fan of that as I am some of the other things. But, I mean, certainly something that we could we could well, buy a 12-pack and review all four flavors over the course you know, we, of a well, month. Well, speaking of Mountain Dew, though, I mean, I like sweet, but that's, that's something yeah. that's a little too sweet exactly. for me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I used to drink... Uh, soda pop or colas and i could not stand the diet ones yeah and now i drink the diet ones yeah. and i can't stand the others because they're just the chemicals sweet. are so yeah. good <laughs> and even so now the diet ones are too sweet yeah yeah so I, i'm going to more things like tea sure and water <laughs> as i get older and older and I'm sure your doctor appreciates that. That's what they would recommend you drink more of. I, I have this argument with my wife all the time that, you know, you should drink eight glasses of water or 64 ounces of water a day. I'm like, I do. I drink coffee and I drink soda and I drink beer and I drink whiskey. They all have water. There's all water in 64 they... I could handle. I've heard you should drink your uh, weight. In well, it's half, half your, your weight. body weight. Half so I, I drink a gallon of water a day. That's, but that's I, good. I'm in a hot kitchen sweating all day. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, I'm like, I, I do. I drink the water, but it's always mixed with something. So I feel like that should count. Apparently it does. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is another edition of Brew Talk here on 1031 and 1310 KFKA, live from the Aloe Fiber Studios in lovely Midtown, Greeley, Colorado. We had a great time. I hope you did, too. Let's do it again next week. Let's do it. You guys in? All, all right. right yeah, I'm sounds in. like a plan. We'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.